0: Welcome back to Pass the Jar. On this episode, we have Jim Odom. He's Jasper's newest entrepreneur. We're going to tell you what kind of business he's going to open, as well as some friendly talks about Jasper, the community we're trying to build here, and some things that we've shared in common throughout our life. So you know what to do. Open up that jar, pass it around, and enjoy Pass the Craft Brew, Part 2. back with Past the Jar Today we have Walker County's newest entrepreneur, Jim Odom. Jim, thanks for coming on, man. Man, thank no, dude, thank you for having me. No problem, it's dude. It's an honor, it really is. Well, <laughs> honor goes a real long way here, um, but uh, give us the whole spiel, where you're from, where you grew up, and what you like to do. Well, uh, my name is Jim
1: Odom. Uh, I'm 42 years old, uh, born and raised in Jasper, Alabama. Went to Walker, you know, all elementary schools. I actually started at Victor Christian Academy. That's an old school kind of deal. Yeah. Do you remember that at all? I do. Yeah, I started there when I was a kid, like first, second grade, something like that. And then um, Jasper City Schools all the way through. Um, my dad um, has been a minister um, since about the time I was five. Um, so he did, he did that. And I grew up, so I grew up in a preacher's kid's home, but... Um, he didn't become a minister until he was an adult. So even though he was raised in a Christian home, he was, his cat was held on wheels in <laughs> high school. So I, I didn't have that. Like I was very fortunate because he and my mom had such, and my mother wasn't raised in church at all. Um, and so uh, they just had a really good perspective on stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was just a Bible-based household, but it wasn't like this overbearing, Super concerned about what everybody thought. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It yeah, wasn't that suffocated. Stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. It's uh, very fortunate, very fortunate. My sister and I, we got we got lucky with our parents, uh, straight lucky. Um, so anyway, graduated from Walker High School in '96, uh, and um, went to Lee University out of the out of the bat because that's what you did. You was a Church yeah. of God kid, and you played. I, play, I played a trumpet, so I got a small trump, uh, trumpet scholarship there, and. Uh, I was a one semester wonder, and came home, <laughs> and uh, went to school at back then. It was, uh, it was before Bevel was in Jasper. It was UAB Walker for a while. It was Walker College, and then for a few years uh, UAB came in and like partnered with them, or whatever. And so uh, then I went to Bevel in Summerton, went back to Lee for another semester. Uh, finally, was like this is just not for me. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. That's have it. Man, I met some. I've still got great friends that I met in just the short time I was there, but, uh, came home, did not know really what I was going to do with my life, you know? And that's when, uh, my parents, uh, we opened, uh, well, we bought the Christian bookstore that was here in town. We did that for 12 years. Uh, the one down it was the one by Gabby's brand. Uh, yeah. Brand okay. Yeah. Berean Christian Resources. Okay. That was us. Uh, we had that for 12 years. Um, and then shut it down in uh, 2012. But I've done music, man. Gosh. Like even, uh, I went to college for for, for music performance um, and uh, discovered rather quickly, I'm going for this music degree and I'm, I'm either going to have a useless degree or I'm going to be a, a band director. I didn't really want to do that. Um, and so I kind of, went away from that. but yeah. You know, I, I traveled several years with Ryan Wingo. I don't know if you remember him at all. No, uh,
0: I, I went to ECOG.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. You went to Empire. So you do know the Wingo. Yeah. Uh, Very
0: talented bunch right there. Dude, Ryan Wingo is... Yeah. Yeah. He's I a, mean, he's the real deal.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, we, we traveled for, gosh, years, man. And then, uh, we actually went to, uh, I guess it was like 2003, he, he took a job at Gardendale First Baptist with, with Andy Heiss. Andy Heiss hired him to be the um, the singles and the college worship leader. So I just followed him over there and played with him there. And man, we got to, tra- we traveled all over, We you know, we got to, we won a big, kind of big deal and got a song picked up that charted a little bit and that kind of thing.
0: I, I remember charts. that. Yeah. Um, DJC.
1: Yeah. And I still, I still make royalties off that. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's like nice. uh, one month I'll get uh, $5. The next month I'll get six or seven. Um, and then the next month you don't get anything. And you know what? I don't think I've gotten anything in like five <laughs> or six months. I don't know if they use COVID as an excuse. Oh, yeah. well, he, he doesn't need that $5. He'll yeah. never miss it. Um,
0: but yeah so that was
1: for me at the time it was a big
0: deal um I remember when uh I was at Empire and Ryan put out like a he recorded an album and put it out yeah. but it you know how you are like as a kid like you you replay stuff right I'm pretty sure that's like the only CD I listened to mm-hmm. for a long time and my parents probably were kind of confused because I went from like Hip hop too. I'm just playing praise and worship him right, right. Yeah, boy, something got right with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, growing up at the same, we grew up with a bunch of the same people. It oh, seems yeah. like, you know. So when with your music, also go flames. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Lee university, I love that place. I still got good friends that. Some of them, I'm pretty sure some of them still work up there. Oh, no, probably. Yeah, there's some folks that go there and never leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with the music degree, like. I had a guy on my floor. I stayed in Medlin. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. The old Medlin before they tore it down. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're from the streets. Yeah. <laughs> the street.
1: Yeah. We were in Cross Hall. Really? Oh. Before they turned it in, I guess they. I think they turned it into a girls' dorm.
0: After, at yeah. Some point. Yeah. Cross yeah. was a girls' dorm when I was there. Yeah. Uh, but I always like looked at the music majors, and I was like, "What are you going to do with your life mm-hmm. if you're not, not? If you're extremely talented, I can yeah. see you going somewhere. But like people that were in, like the just the ensembles and stuff. Oh, what, yeah. is, what is your degree going to do for you? Yeah. And here I am still trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do anyway. So no, it's like, yeah. who am I to judge? So I just kind of shut up on that.
1: Yeah. One thing that I'm convinced about, you know, I never finished school. I'm, I'm a proud four-time dropout is what I tell everybody. Um, and um, I think the thing about college for me, and this may be an excuse, but to me, it kind of, it, it did guide me in the direction that I needed to go. Yeah. Whether I finished or not, you know what I'm saying? so like it, it was kind of a, especially at Lee dude, you know, it's, it's really like anybody that grew up in, in church, like, especially something like we did in the church of God, where it's, it's a, it's, you you go to youth camp with these kids. Um, you see them at the camp meetings and the conventions and all this kind of stuff. And so the natural progression when you all graduate high school is you all go to the big youth camp in Cleveland, Tennessee. That is Lee University. Yeah. Now that's not to say now Lee University, dude. That, that's that's a it's a great school. Oh yeah. I mean, just dude, it's a great. I mean, great teachers, professors, um, and music. And that was the thing about. And here's the thing about music at Lee, when when you see how because their music school, in my opinion, is. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything from them in the past several years, but I know the late '90s, uh, early through the '90s and through the 2000s, that was the place to go if you were a vocal major. Dude, where else are you gonna go? Exactly. I mean, that that their stuff was, because I sang in campus choir one year. Yeah. And dude, I was around people that could. I mean, one of the guys that I sang with in campus choir. Do you remember a, a Christian group called Avalon? Yes. Um. He ended up, he and his wife, we were in <clears throat> Campus Choir together. They were in Avalon for uh, several years before really? Avalon kind of decided to do different stuff. But, um, yeah, and then one dude, uh, so a guy that I was in Campus Choir with, he was the guitar player. His name was Yankton Mingo. He was. He's actually, uh, well, before they retired or whatever, he was a Rascal Flatts lead guitarist. Um, so he toured, gosh, he toured the world yeah. with one of the biggest country acts. And he's a li- dude. You look at this guy; it, it, he's just this country boy from Arkansas. I mean, like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, yeah. you know, good to see you. Good, you know. <clears throat> and you think, and then this dude picks up a guitar, and you're like, what is happening here? Uh, he's that guy. Uh, but that was the thing with Lee that you know, it, it, I loved music, and I learned a lot, and met a lot of people. But it also kind of let me know I don't want to be a band director. I don't want to be a minister of music. That's not where. Because I tried all that stuff, like I was worship leader for the for the youth group at Summerton, for you know, and and I never fit. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it. I don't really fit that mold at all. No tattoo. I mean, I just didn't fit in with it. Um, but it was just, you know, God made me to be different from from that, and and you know, I'm not gonna fight that. I've learned. <laughs> I'm old enough now to know, man. I don't care, man. I'm just I'm just doing what God put me on His earth to do every day. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean. So yeah. I had a roommate or a floor mate because I lived on the upstairs, so I always had my own room. Oh yeah, uh, fancy. Yeah, probably bigger than my bathroom bigger yeah. than my room uh, was. Yeah. I but, remember those <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Uh, he he would would he'd always come over and we'd play FIFA and stuff. And he was also he was a religion major with a business minor, like mm-hmm. I was. He was like, you know, music, music the musicians, uh, they're bosses on campus. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, they were not the voices of Lee. Like they walk around yeah. with their chins up and chests out, rightfully so. Around here, with yeah. that, with that reputation, he's <clears throat> mm-hmm. like, "Bro, but what are they gonna do when they're done?" I was like, "Huh, <laughs> yeah." I like, didn't think about that. I was like, "What are we gonna, we're, what are we gonna do when we're done?" I was no, like, "Yeah, teach Bible." Yeah, and I, hey. and I told him, I tell a lot of people. I was like, going through the like the religion school and stuff. Mm-hmm. It di- it was like. Give and take, because at the same time I was like, I feel more connected with my spiritual life. Yeah. At the same time, I'm questioning more because yeah. theology classes. If you, if anybody listens and you want to get screwed up on in your beliefs, take a few theology classes, dude. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, and I and I'll be honest with you too. In, in in
1: um, a lot of people. Now there are those people that will totally understand what I'm about to say, and then there's some where they're poor little. We're about to see minds blown. I experienced, I. So I grew up in church, a believer essentially my whole life. Um, uh, I actually, I mean, there was a time where I preached in pulpits and stuff, would teach and stuff like that and lead worship. Um, and it's not that I, I wanted to walk away from that or something, but when, um, when we closed the – so, like, we shut our store down in 2012, right? Well, starting at about 2008-ish, 2009, was when – the Amazon boom was really starting to happen. And and this wasn't rocket science for me. Now, my parents were older and they didn't, you know, they weren't really internet buffs and I, and I kept saying, y'all, we need to consider what we're doing here because we're about to see our industry start on the decline. Yeah. Um, And we did. You could look at our numbers starting about 2008 consistently start to go down. So, but what happened is, so like in 20, I guess, 2010, My buddy Nick Sparks played. Do you know Nick? Kind of. Dad knows him better than I do. He's (laughs) Nick. He's like an idiot savant musician. He really is. Um, Incredible. He was playing bass for this kid named Ryan Kinder. When I say kid, Ryan Kinder. You know Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So we. So he's like, hey man, dude, come hang out with us, dude. Uh, We're we're. uh, What were they doing? They were recording. They were just recording like some little demo or something, um, at David Keith's studio. And Nick said, hey, come out. I want you to do this background vocal on this thing. We need a high voice. So I went in there and I did a couple of runs and Kendra was like, who is this guy? Who is this? Because I'd never met him before. He's like, who is this guy? Yeah. And so after that, um, they played, we played a ton in Tuscaloosa. And so one, Kendra would be like, he would text me like, hey, come hang out. He wasn't going to pay me anything. But he's like, hey, come hang out with us tonight, dude. We'll put a mic on stage. He singing background vocals. I'll bring a tambourine or something. <laughs> so I would go hang out with him and and play, and then one, one night, um, um, they were doing this gig. He was doing this gig because he always wanted to be obviously a songwriter artist. And so, he was doing this gig down in, uh, Auburn. And so, um, he wanted an extra guitarist. So, he's like, hey, go play this gig with us. So, I went and played it with him. And I rehearsed with him once and, because it was all original stuff. And then, um, um, like I just never left the band, and like after a few gigs, he started handing me money, and so I assumed, well, I guess I'm yeah. in the band. Um, but the thing that I tell people, you know, the last couple of years we had the store, my my main income was music. By that time, you know, there was there was weeks in a row that I would not get a paycheck from that from the store because uh, we didn't have it to, but I was making enough in music to supplement my income, right? <clears throat> but I tell people all the time. I didn't really start understanding what it meant for when the Bible says that that he'll supply all your needs. I didn't really realize that until I started playing bars for a little. Um, one story, real quick story. I was literally, me and Jenny had just gotten married. And I was sitting at the house because, you know, all my all gigs were like Thursday, Friday, Saturday kind of deal. Yeah. So the first part of the week, I was bored to death playing Skyrim or something stupid, wasting, you know. Skyrim's uh, not
0: stupid. <laughs> no, it's not stupid. But God,
1: when you play it for six weeks straight, and, oh, yeah. and you're just like, oh my God, I got to do something with my life. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I'd had a, we were struggling, like financially. And I needed money. And I can just remember saying, God, you got to do something. And right as that came out of my mouth, my, my my phone rang. And it was somebody, hey, we just picked up a gig tonight. I paid you this much. And it was exactly the amount of money that we needed to help pay a bill. Yeah. And, I started seeing real quickly how, um, how the Lord used me playing in bars and stuff like that. Uh, He taught me so many more lessons during that time than I ever learned at Lee. Uh, You know, things of that nature. And so that's, that really is what kind of changed my whole focus on a
2: ton of
1: stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it, all of a sudden, it wasn't really matching up with what you'd been told all your life, but you're seeing God work in your life when when the when you'd always been told you're playing in them bars, you're playing for the world. Exactly. You know, that, yeah. that
0: kind of deal. So That's, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't try to get too much into religion yeah. on here, but uh, growing up, we both grew up Pentecostal. And, uh, that, yeah. That's pew jumpers for some of you that oh, yeah. don't really know. Um, But as I started to develop my own mind and stuff, I was like, Uh Start questioning a bunch of stuff yeah, and yeah. hearing hearing one thing and then being told another from two different people. And like one of the mottos on the show is talk to somebody different than you. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, the first time I talked to a gay person mm-hmm. or somebody that studies Buddhism, mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, well there goes everything I've ever thought <laughs> no, and believed yeah, in my really, life. Man. And it changed my whole world view and right. I was like that's when I really pissed started pissing a lot of people off in church because I was like, I value my relationship mm-hmm. with the creator yeah. more than I do coming to church yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. And I don't feel as bad if I miss a service. Oh yeah. And you don't have to be there every time the doors are open. Right. And there's people that are going to be really mad that I said that, but <clears throat> that was just my, that was the way I developed. And yeah, m- now morally, I'm more straight ahead. Like I was like, ah, well I screwed up today, but whatever. Yeah. I don't feel as bad as I used to and I'm more comfortable with myself, but, uh, with music, like it kind of, you're a big music guy. So when, how did it feel when you started being like, Oh crap, this is my job.
1: Well, it's one of two things. Like you start doing things that you always dreamed about first. Um, and so the next thing when I was playing, like, so when I was playing with Wingo back in the day, we, we, uh, we entered this thing back then it was called the Gospel Music Academy of the Arch or something like that and they yeah. had this huge contest every year and this huge uh, convention in um, Estes Park Colorado mm-hmm. so and it was always this competition and so like if you, if you knew anything about Gospel Christian music it was the thing that like if I'm not mistaken um, like Michael W. Smith won it back in the 70s I think or in the 80s huge names have won this thing and we won that thing Yeah, and we were like we just won this and like you ever heard of jason crab yes the crab family yeah dude we got to play the main stage that night and i will never forget jason crab and gerald crab his dad that wrote all those hits um sitting right in the middle and dude just fixated on me and wingo like it was crazy and when we got finished playing there's like an intermission and we we were sitting around here with the rest of the they had us sitting over on the right of the arena or whatever and i remember getting there and i saw jason and gerald made eye contact with me and got up and started coming and i was hitting wingo like going wingo wingo <laughs> wingo because wingo you know wingo when was like talking to people, thank you man thank you, yeah. you know, he's so nice he's so and i'm like wingo wingo wingo, wingo. <laughs> and they come over and they were so encouraging and I, but that night i was like dude i just i just lived out a drink like a dream um and so, but then when I was playing with um, Kinder, you know, he, he he was signed with a label called Bigger Picture, and Bigger Picture was owned by Keith Stiegel, and Keith Stiegel was the guy that, uh, he wrote, gosh, he's written, I couldn't tell you the number of gold records and platinum records, he, he was like, I do cherish you, don't rock the jukebox, he he produced all of Alan Jackson stuff, um, he discovered Zach Brown Band, produced their first three records, and so we got to, like, record with him, and... When I was playing with him, we got to do Kinder, <clears throat> Kinder called me one day, and he said, Hey, what are you doing July 23rd or something? This was like 2013. I was like, I don't know why. He said, you want to go open for Tim McGraw? <laughs> and I said, Well, when you say open—because a lot of times these guys, these cats playing music, they would be like, Dude, I open for Slipknot. It's like, No, you didn't, dude. You played on a stage out in the parking lot.
0: <laughs> at 9 a.m.
1: That's not opening for Slipknot. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You're
0: not going to be standing until I gave a truck. Yeah, dude. You're,
1: you're not. So, um, no, he was like, no, dude. There's two people on the bill, us and Tim McGraw. And I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, let's do it. And so, we got stuff like that where you're doing something that you dreamed about when you were a little kid. On the flip side of that, you broke all the time. Yeah. I mean, you are just broke, dude. And it just got to where for me especially after Jenny and I got married and Jenny, you know, Jenny was not one of those. That's one reason I'm so in love with her because there were times I tried to quit music and she would look at me and she'd say, it's not time. It's not time. Give it. It's not time. But when it was time, she was like, okay, it's time. And yeah. I was like, all right, because dude, we nearly moved to Nashville. and Like we sold our house, um, had it on the market. And, um, Woke up one morning, both of us had a bad feeling. I was like, dude, Nashville's, I got a bad feeling. He said, me too. And like, literally within two months, that record label that Kendra was on at the time folded. I lost my job with him, which I didn't make, that wasn't my income anyway. I was just yeah. kind of one off stuff with him. But, um, so, and, and i be like, dude, this is just another one of those things. You talk about God knowing better than you, He knew we don't, we had no business. Cause if I'd moved to Nashville and then that had happened two months after, dude, that would have sucked. Yeah. Um, and and so, but it just got to where I was just man. It becomes more, so much more of a grind than it is fun for me. It was anyway. Yeah. And the grind, I was not seeing the financial
0: uh, benefit that justified that kind of grind. When you lose the passion, you don't, and you don't see. Yeah. You don't. You're not seeing any benefits being mm-hmm. reaped from it. You're kind of like, what is what? What's it worth? Yeah.
1: And I don't play at all anymore. Like, Do you? really? No, dude. Like, I don't even like literally. Um, my two main guitars, a buddy, one friend's got mine. He was doing some home recording, so he's got it. And then another buddy of mine's living here for the time being. Uh, and he's like, can I borrow your Martin? And I was like, yeah, dude. And <laughs> I, I just don't play anymore. I yeah. mean, it just, it could be the fact that I've just got a million other things yeah. going on. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, it was it was time. I, it, it ran its course with me, and I'm grateful for it, dude. It taught me more about life than anything else it has. And that's a true statement. Yeah. Um, but I don't miss it.
0: Really? <laughs> Are there not days where you're sitting there and like, a man, could have been doing this?
1: Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, when when the record label folded that Kendra was on and I kind of lost that gig, it did suck for a while because his career didn't stop. Um, I think it was he signed with Warner Brothers after that. I'm not sure. He's got a record coming out in COVID. I don't know what's going on with it now. But and, and I think he's still with the Warner Brothers. I'm I'm not sure. maybe, maybe Atlantic. I don't know. It's 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 a major label though. Yeah. Um but he's still up there, you know, he's a name in Nashville now. I mean the kid's stupid talented. But, but there'd be times where they were doing like a radio tour or something. Um that I wasn't a part of. And yeah. that, that that sucked. I mean, that did suck. Um but man, that... that But I'm glad, you know, looking back though, it's like, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm glad I didn't do that. Even though it may have sucked at the time because, you know, I'm right where I need to be, you know what I'm saying? And so doing those things might've taken me on a whole nother path, you know? So I don't really worry about it too much, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really miss it at all.
0: That's crazy. Most people are like, man, I wish, I I wish I wouldn't quit that and but,
1: well, I think it's because I got to, you know, so many musicians, man, I'm going to sound like uh, it like when I say this, but you're good. <laughs> because I did get to experience a few things that m- the vast majority of musicians only dream about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being a traveling
0: yeah. musician is kind of like playing in the yeah. NFL, like a very, very small percentage of people actually get to do that yeah. and make like a solid living well, from like, it.
1: Like Chavis Williams, he, he, you know, coach at Carbon Hill, he, yeah. he was on the, you know... That dude can go the rest of his life and say, "Yeah, I played for the Ravens, dude. Yeah, I, I played with you know, I get. I think he was on the same roster like Terrell Suggs and yeah. You know, I mean, some of those great defensive Ray Lewis, you know, killed a guy. Who's still a great, still a great linebacker. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but so he got to, dude, he got to experience that, and so I think that's one reason why it's so easy for me not to want to do it anymore. Yeah, because I did, you know, I don't have a lot of what is, what is, what you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, why." I always say life is like golf. There's a lot of wood that could have should us, but you can't change what's already happened. No,
1: dude. I mean that's that's dead on. It's like I know people that it's it's like they they lift whether they were, you know were screw ups for a while or something. It's like, dude, like yesterday's done. Yeah, you, you got to You've got to keep moving forward. You got to keep got to keep hustling. You got to keep pushing because if
0: you, I mean,
1: there's nothing you can do about it. Just quit worrying about it.
0: Yeah, you know. So when, when you decided to, uh, like, not go to Nashville, mm-hmm. what was, like, the next step? Um,
1: that's a, you know, at that time, when, when all that kind of happened and we decided not to go to Nashville, and um, I could kind of see that, that life was changing. And this is how timing, and this is how crazy, like I was telling you earlier. When that happened, I literally sat around, because we were living in a townhouse, because we had sold our house. Yeah. Dude, we sold our house. Um, and I was living in a townhouse, and I was just gigging on the weekends. Um, and I'll never forget, it was a Wednesday, um, and I had cooked dinner, because that's what a stay-at-home dad does. <laughs> and so, And Jenny had gotten home, and she was literally fixing her plate, and I got a message on my Facebook Messenger, and it was, a, a, a guy said, "Hey, would you happen to be looking for a job? It was in banking?" And I said, well, "As a matter of fact, I mean, just b- mind blown." And Jenny's mind was blown just because I had sat around for two weeks, like lost as a goose, who didn't know what to do. And that was six years ago, um, and it, it put me in a in a career that where again where I've met lifelong, literally lifelong friends. It's where I met my business partner Justin Weeks. Yeah. I met him with his company. Um, and we became friends and, you know, if I had not picked up that Facebook message, if I had decided to, this was so crazy, man. If I had decided to to give it two more months, just gigging to see if it, I would have lost that opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, so it's little things like that where you just know, man, it's like having that peace. you know, you just, you know, when you're good and everything just, and so I, but I still gig now when I took that job, I still was a weekend warrior. Um, and that's when it got hard, dude, cause you're, <laughs> you're working 40 hours a week and then gigging on the weekends. And yeah. finally, like that next, I guess it was 2015, that next, uh, I tell people all the time, the song that made me quit playing music was Night Moves by Bob Seger because Ooh. we were lit <laughs> because <laughs> we were, we, we were booked to play a wedding and the bride wanted that song and I was trying to learn it. And I don't know if, if anybody's ever tried to learn that song, it's like this funky guitar rhythm and just. Seeker's just throwing words out there. There's no, I mean, it's, it is stupid hard. <laughs> and I was trying to learn it and cause I was having to sing it. And I, I stopped and I looked at Jenny and I said, Hey, I'm done. She said, Huh? I said, I'm done. So I texted Kenny, the guy in the Divines that I played with. I said, Hey, uh, I kind of looked at our calendar. I said, June the 15th, is my last gig. Done. He went, Are you serious? And I was like, Yep, done. He's like, Okay. Uh, I wasn't gonna leave him high and dry, you know. Yeah. So I, I played through another three months with him just to, so they could you know, replace me, but um, but man, when I got to that place, where I was ready to say, "I'm done." I was done, man.
0: We all get to that point where you're like, "Okay, this hasn't worked out the way I wanted it to." You start trying to look in long term, especially if you're married. If you have another human depending on <laughs> yeah. your provisions for the household, right? You have to say, "What can I do to make things better?" Right. And if it's hanging up something, you kind of if you don't hang it up anyway. Mm-hmm. You're not 100 percent committed to it. Just drop it. No, I, I agree,
1: and that's the thing about Jenny. It's like you know, even with this beer store that we're doing. It's like when I when we first started dating, like literally, she and I started dating, and like the next week, I went and looked at a building. Yeah. And so she was 100 percent behind behind. Well, of course, we weren't married yet. She just thought I was the you know, <laughs> best, you know, the best looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even when the, when the idea came back around uh, last year, she was like okay yeah and so even that you know just having that her having behind having the confidence being behind me dude that 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 makes a ton of difference like i don't know how in the world people live with with a spouse that doesn't support them and stuff
0: yeah like, i don't get that well i mean seeing i guess a spouse seeing their significant other give up something that they've worked so hard on yeah something they love they're like okay well they must really be passionate about this. They're yeah. so taking a chance on it—that's out of their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what we're gonna—we'll transition into while we while we really got you here today. Uh, you—you decided to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, <laughs> worst timing ever. But oh, solid ideas, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah. So basically, long story short, with that, I was—I uh, you know—I'm real good friends with the guys at Tolula. Yeah. And Josh, who brews up there, like, I had told him the idea that I had in 2012. He's like, dude, that's a great... Because I wanted it to be like a a hop city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever been in there, or Beer Hog in Pelham, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Jasper didn't have that. Um, And as a matter of fact, back then, Jasper didn't have craft beer. Like, you couldn't find it. Um, And so I wanted to bring that to Jasper. Well... I was telling him about the idea and everything, and he was like, that's cool. And so we talked to – he's like, man, I really wish you could do that. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I can, yada, yada, yada. Well, what's interesting is, like, a couple of weeks later, we were talking about it, and it came up again in conversation. And I said, you know where I would do it? Like, if if I could do it, the one spot I would do it is where – if you, if anybody remembers where Master Press was on 4th Avenue South. Yeah. I said it's right down the sidewalk from Tallulah, and he was like, "Dude, that would be," and him and Drew both are like, "That that'd be a great location for a for what you want to do, perfect." Oddly enough, talk about timing. The next week, um, the guy that owns the building was in Tallulah, and, and just mentioned to Drew and Josh is like, "Well, my tenant's leaving in a couple of months," and they were like, and Drew, <laughs> Drew knew my idea, and Drew was like, "You know, it would be good in there, a craft beer store and wine." And, um, Dave was like, yeah, okay. And so like the next day, Drew said, that, said, Dave walked in there and said, um, man, I just couldn't sleep last night thinking about it. I think that's a great idea. If You know, basically if you know somebody who wants to do it, man. so when Drew told me that, and we, I did some kind of, we did some, you know, I did some research on what the building would cost, what it would take to, cause the, the building was rough, it was yeah. rough, man. Um, and so... We went in and we made it into two suites, um, and we've got the left side. So, so the so the beer store is on the left side of the building. Uh, but we, Justin and I, initially started talking about doing it and decided to do it May of 2019, and the idea was to be open by the first of the year. Um, and so we got into the building, had some issues, had to work through that. Uh, and it finally came time to start doing our alcohol licensing, I mean. Dude, that's it's. It is a pain. It is a pain. I get it, but <laughs> it's 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 kind of screwy the way it's done. Like for instance, you got to get pre approval from the state before the city will talk to you. Then the city has to fully approve you with uh, city council, all that. Then you go back to the state, and the state will approve you. Well, it goes back to Florence, and then Florence sends it to Montgomery, and Montgomery approves you. So, dude, it's it, it there's no streamline. It's it's. Um, they were all super cool. Everybody that we dealt with, man, from the city, the city was has been super supportive. Yeah. Um, and the state, the folks up there, you know, uh, I guess because I work in a compliance kind of deal, it, we have that kindred spirit. So we were talking because they knew what I you know did, and so they would. So they were very helpful. Like you, you, you did this wrong. You got to fix this, dude. It was never one of those things because they want you to be able to open. You know what I'm saying? They want you to be able to do your business. So. Um so literally um October, February I I forget this I was sitting in Jenny's office and I was like, well, I think we can be able by March first, so I'm gonna start the Facebook page because I did not want to start the Facebook page until we kind of had an idea yeah started the Facebook page uh I forget what happened something happened that held us up again is a million things um and then. On March the thirteenth, my company sent us all home for COVID stuff, and we yet to go back to the office. And then the national shutdown happened, and uh, I think I really think COVID saved our business at that point, because yeah. um, we would not have been open long enough to have any kind of publicity or, or notoriety to be, to be able to survive that, you know. Um, so. um uh, long story short, man, I know I'm kind of rambling on that, but we finally started getting through the hoops and I felt so stupid. A lot of times I, I got this with when y'all open and when y'all open? Well, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. either. Well, let me, <laughs> let me tell you what's happening now. Um, and so we, uh, finally this past Monday, they called me and said, Hey, you're good to go. You straight. Sick. Straight. So, Sick. so hopefully, um, We'll we'll be opening up in just a few weeks, hopefully. You know, gosh, you know, because um, you just never know, man. You never know what's going to happen. So
0: we get all of a sudden to see a spike, and they're like, "Oh, we're shutting down again." Yeah, yeah. Like at work, we're we're waiting on just the email, like, "Hey, we're we're gonna have to shut down again." Yeah. So yeah, I, I know what it I know what it feels like, man. It's like nobody knows what's happening right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, too, you know, we were already so committed. It's like we're not going to quit now. We're not going to quit now. Yeah. I mean, we might as well. I mean, we, let's, we're either going to be out this amount of money or this amount of money. And we might as well just see where it's. Yeah. <laughs> let's just try it. I mean, at this point, let's just, let's just just get it
0: open, you know. Well, tell us some details about what you uh, yeah. what exactly is going to be going on in the store.
1: So, basically, you know, I mentioned it a second ago. If you've ever been to Hop City or Beer Hog or anything like that in Birmingham, it's the exact same idea, only a ton smaller, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have craft beer and wine. You know, you're not going to come in there and buy Natty Light. I mean, I mean, come on, Jim. <laughs> you know you're not going to be able to get you you, 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 the beast in there, or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anything that that you can get for, you know, thirty six for four dollars, you're not going to be able to get. Because so, we are craft beer. Um, yeah. And we're going to do wine as well. But you know, admittedly, I don't know nearly as much about wine as I do beer. Beer's beer's obviously my wheelhouse. Um, but the, we'll have retail up front, so you can come in, buy your beer, take on with you. Um. But the back, we've got a small, you know, it's a small place, small tap room where we're going to have eight beers on draft. Um, uh, we got a kegerator back there and got a little lounge area, uh, a couple of couches and a chair, you know, we've got, yeah. then we've got your standard bar tables and stools and stuff like that. Um, so you'll be able to come in and hang out just like you would at one of the breweries. Um, it's the entertainment district. So eventually I'm going to put some tables on the front sidewalk. So, um, and, um. Um, you'll also be able to do like growlers and pretty much anything you do at a brewery. Yeah. The, the one difference with growlers that we're going to do is, you know, when you, most breweries only do the 64 ounce growlers. Well, we're, we're going to try the 32 ounces as well. Just because like, you know, snake handler comes out, dude, that's oh. 10 and a half percent. And you know, I love draft, but I'm not drinking 64 ounces and I don't want half of it to go flat on me. Yeah. You know, so we're going to try the 32 ounce to see if there's a market for it.
0: If there's, for something like Snake Handler, where it literally takes two or three beers and it's not nighttime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two ounces kind of makes sense. So. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good move.
1: Yeah. Well, we think so. It's one of those things where, and we're—I don't know—you probably figured this out about me. I'm pretty transparent with stuff, and yeah. so it's one of those things where we're going to try stuff. If it doesn't work, we'll do something else. Yeah. Uh. If people like it, we'll keep doing. it. If they don't like, it, we'll do something else. You know. Um. Now there is one beer that I'm going to keep in the store that's probably not technically craft beer, but I don't care if my store, me and Justin, are going to do the laundry. That's right. Your business. we pay in the bills. If you want to pay <laughs> my rent, I won't put it on the shelf. Come on. We already talked uh, about this, man. It's yeah, our spaces. We do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but PBR. PBR
0: is a fine American beer. It, I love it. Our producer over here just lifted up his head with a smile. Dude, <laughs>
1: well, and the hipsters call it craft beer. So, yeah. you know... If the hipster say it's craft, it's got to be craft. But dude, I love PBR, man. It's just a, uh, it's good. It's quality. It and ain't bad. People can hit on hate on PBR they want to, but they also got the right to be hundred percent wrong because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to keep that at the store. We're gonna, and we're probably we're going to try to keep it on draft too. Really? Um, yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. Um, a, you know, I'm paranoid about the the beer snob. You know, yeah. I'm a recovering beer snob, you know, and so if somebody wants to come in and honest to goodness, dude, it, it's about, and I also want to develop beer people. Yeah. You know, there's a thing about develop. when I first, the first beer I ever had, hated it, hated it. Um, and a friend of mine who is really big into beer, he was like, dude, we're the same person. I do not understand why you don't like this. And I was like, dude, it all tastes the same. He's like, you're crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. So he said, here, drink this. We were at a place in Nashville called Bosco's. Uh, they, it was a microbrew restaurant. And he said, drink it, it's called Flaming Stone. I don't even remember what kind of beer it was. He said, all right, this is what you're going to taste for. I got it. I didn't like it, but for the first time, I got it. I was like, oh, okay. So I would literally, this is before free the hops. You couldn't get, I would have to go to Birmingham to find anything outside of Budweiser, uh, Michelob. Um, And so I would just go buy random six packs of stuff, and I would come home, and I would drink it, and I would think about it. I didn't necessarily like it, and some of it was bad beer. That's the reason I didn't like it. I won't say what it is, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a bad beer. Um, There's a lot. Golly. Well, and so, um, um, slowly but surely I developed my taste palate. Yeah. And then before I knew it, dude, I was a hop head. You know, I hated sours until Josh did Sour Mountain up at uh, Tallulah. Yes. And when that really, that was the first sour that I was like, okay, I kind of get it. And now, dude, Again, my palate. So uh, the reason, uh, reason I went into all that is I don't want to expect the, the dude that's always drank Natty Light, if he comes in my place, you know, I don't want to, if if you've got a dude that's only drunk Natty Light and he comes and you give him a snake handler, it's going to blow the top of his head off. I mean, he's not, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah. like your taste palate can't handle that. Yeah, it's stout. And, and so what, what's going to happen is, 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 I mean, you don't have to go that heavy. You can just do like a standard IPA or a pale ale. And he's going to think, wow, this is too hoppy. I, I can't do this but you know if we offer something like that to where um and another one that i love is sweetwater 420 that was my gateway beer.
0: Yeah, that's a good one
1: that was the my gateway in from like brown ales into pale ales which led me to you know down that whole thing yeah uh, so that's one reason why we're gonna keep pbr and the fact that i love it i mean it's just a great beer
0: See, i've, I've always been a natty guy.
1: Yeah. Like, now I, I st- will say I this. I still drink Natty. I make fun of Natty's, but if I'm going to drink, like if I'm going to go into a gas station and I'm going to, and all they've got Natty, Bud Light, that kind of stuff, I'll pick Natty. Yeah. Uh to me Bud Light is awful. Like I don't get it. Like it tastes like regret. You know what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. saying? <laughs> like uh, I don't I don't get it, but uh but yeah, we are a craft beer store and that's the thing, you know, You've been around it enough to know, like, especially at Mason and Tallulah, uh just the community
0: around it. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, and so we wanna do that. Um That's what we're trying like all of like people our age, I'll say our demographic, that's what this would have never happened, this community that's been yeah. built without the breweries. No, a hundred percent. And uh I,
1: I look up to them so much and you know, Mason Boring gets all the credit for my recovery from beer snobbery. <laughs> he really does one night this is way before well I'll say it wasn't way before they were in the process of planning the brewery yeah. and we all went over to a friend's house around a fire pit and he was hanging out there me and him got to talking and um, and I didn't even I don't even he didn't even know that I was a beer snob but we were talking you know how Mason is dude he's just the coolest and yeah. he goes you know why I hate beer snobs Jim and I was like why Mason he said he said well they like beer but they're dicks about it. And uh, I was like, <laughs> I, I thought for a second, I thought, I mean, it really, it was a come to Jesus moment for me. Yeah. Because he went on to say, he's like, man, people don't understand what it takes to, to not only invest your life into a brewery, but to put ingredients in on one end and have something drinkable come out the other end. It's not easy to do how much hard work it is. And so and he said, even if it's a bad beer, he said, I'm not going to hate on them. And I was like, dude, and dude that messed me up. It did. It messed me up, man. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, Dude, I'm such a I'm such a jerk, you know.
0: <laughs> That's kinda of like hearing that sermon that you really needed to hear. Dude, I
1: mean <laughs> but what's funny about that, then I met when Tallulah was opening, like I didn't even know those dudes. Yeah. But Justin Weeks, my business partner, uh, we had mutual acquaintances, like his wife worked with Josh's wife, yada yada one all those things. And so right before they opened Justin and Katie would go in there and do a little sampling one day. And um, they invited me and Jenny to come by. So I met them there. And we we just all instantly hit it off. And when I, and so Josh, a couple of times, I said, hey, come help me brew. You know, hang out, whatever. Um, I said, we'll drink some beer while we brew. It's fine. And when I saw, and like he told me one day, he straight up, he said, Jim, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. When they first opened, he said, there are some days I put all this stuff in on this end. And the fact that it's drinkable is a, is a, is a Jesus miracle he said because there's so many variables yeah. there's so many little things that can affect that whole batch of beer and when i saw exactly how much i was like at that point not only did i stop becoming a beer snob but i like wanted to fight beer snobs you know what i'm saying like i yeah. became that guy like like just stop man who cares um and so that's what man that's really my heart with this place is you know you don't have to be a hothead yeah to be to be part of some really cool people and commute, cool community and drink some great beer. You know, you, you can, you can just like sours if you want to, you know, that's what I love about watching people's palates grow and their taste palates and stuff like that. Yeah. Joe Humphreys. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to call him out because Joe Humphreys is prime example. When I first started hanging out with those guys, I grew up around Boz. I've known Boz my whole life. But love Boz. Oh, great guy. Who doesn't? Boz, yeah. you know, Boz is going, we used to say Boz is going to be mayor of Walker County one day. <laughs> um, we, we went over to the pool one day and I walked over there I think I had like a six pack of Monkey Knot or a six pack of Good People IPA or something and I pulled that out and you know these guys they were on me like a fat kid on a cupcake they made fun of me because Joe all he would drink at the time was Bud Light Platinum I uh, no, it's like taking a, it's like taking awful beer and then just putting <laughs> kerosene in it you yeah know? Um, they no, made so no much lies. they made so much fun of me and now uh, I, I don't even remember which beer it was that boy has got one time. He's like, oh, okay, but I saw it in his eyes. He he got it like yeah. for the first time. He got it because I'd go over there and he would have a mountain of natty light cans, like thirty of them. And I was like, dude, you just drank thirty beers <laughs> and you have no buzz. That's not because it's not because you got a problem. It's because that's not really beer over <laughs> there. That's water. Yeah. Um, and so like Joe now. I mean, he's he's a, he's a hop guy. I mean. Snake handler, vanilla joe latte, the vanilla joe latte. You know, <laughs> Boz, Boz is, you know, he got hooked on this peanut butter porter, that uh, from this brewery called uh, Beer Engineers, and they went out of business. Well, his, his little heart was broke. Yeah. I remember that, but 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 that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, um, they finally, you know, they finally just tried something. They may not have totally liked it, but they got it.
0: Yeah, you know, and once you get it, you're on your way. Well, like I said. I, I I was just like a natty guy, mm-hmm. and uh, we were at a Baron's game one time. Yeah, we went to good people after. Oh yeah, and I got a snake handler because that's what all my friends were talking about. I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, I was like, well, this is like cat piss, dude. Yep, that's stout. So I like looked for something with a lower ABV and uh, nothing too hoppy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, and then I've slowly progressed. where yeah. snake handler don't really bother me. Like double IPA still like. Just yeah, hoppy it's rough on it. Right. yeah mm-hmm. um, but I kind of progressed I went from like Natty's to Shock Top mm-hmm. to Sam Adams yeah to I'm not really scared to try anything now nope. because I can taste what's good taste what's bad yeah because you develop that palate yeah yeah. and I never thought I'd like sours and Mason gives me shit because yeah. I like sours he's mm-hmm. like well I hate sours like, <laughs> well you make them but they're good so and that's the
1: thing man you know that uh, what's that one that he made recently that was so good that uh, everybody just lost their mind for Yeah, got the blueberry tart uh mm-hmm. It was the cheesecake one.
0: Oh, the blackberry cheesecake. Dude, it's so good. It's so
1: good. Like I tried it, and I was like, "Mason, dude, this beer is good." And he goes,
0: "He goes, I don't know if it's any good or not." <laughs> yeah, he, like, doesn't, he doesn't drink sour. He doesn't drink sour. And just like I was able to tell, because uh, I was sitting at the, I was sitting there, and they had Rampant One and Rampant Two, and I, was yeah. like, and I asked Courtney, I was like, "Why is there a Rampant 2? And she said, "Oh, Mason changed the recipe." Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll try it. Because I was a huge Rampant guy. Like, yeah. That's all I drank when I went to Twisted yeah. Bar. And I was like, I don't really like Rampant 2. Yeah. And then, so, like, I'd keep ordering Rampant 1, and then Mason was like, okay, well, we're out of it now. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> You've got you shit. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, now I've got to find another beer yeah. to drink. And that's when he came with blueberry tarts. So, yeah. Solid. See, now I'm about
1: the opposite. Like, I liked his Rampant 1, but, like, for me, his Rampant 2 is, like, when I say it's dialed in, it's dialed in like my buddy who's a big home brewer. I took him down there, he came home for something, and uh, he he gives me this look like I can always tell we grew up together, he's like my brother, and so if he tastes something or he gives me this look, like and he took a sip of it, and he just went, and I was like, it's good, right? And he goes, uh, yeah, this is real good. <laughs> uh, so I'm so I love the rampant too, man. I think yeah. rampant two is dialed in.
0: See, I, I loved I- Ramping one was like that perfect citrus without yeah. too many hops for me. Okay, and uh, see,
1: I'm I'm more of the hop guy, so I mean, it, yeah. I get it. All right,
0: so I guess that's why like the sours are more appealing now,
1: because yeah.
0: like they recently dropped a uh, guava and orange and something else, something else, pomegranate. Sour, so them. good, really, yeah. Citrus and sour. I was like, I'm sold,
1: dude. Have you tried Tallulah's uh, key lime gosi yet? Yes. Oh, so good, dude. You can, you can taste the a- graham cracker. dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, t- I was like, dude, what did you do? And Josh, of course, tells me how he did. he said he goes. Let me tell you how I did that. And uh, I don't remember what he said. It. He loses me when he starts talking about all that. Because, <laughs> dude, it's it's art. It really is. It's art and a lot in some luck and science and all that kind of stuff. I've got to get them over here. I oh, talked to them, man. Dude, yeah, man, they're great dudes. Yeah. Um, and and Devin, I don't know if you know Devin at no. all. He's he's Drew's brother. Devin's become one of my closest friends. He, really? he's a he's a manager with Walmart. But he uh he's gear it always signing Philadelphia. Charlie work. Devin does the Charlie work. I mean, um but uh it's it's really really good. Um but uh yeah, man, they both. I'm so proud of them. Like yeah. Because, so, you know, we work in banking and Justin, my business partner, he's in underwriting, which means all he does is review companies to do loans. Jeez. So he knows what it, he can see a bad business, he sees good businesses. And of course, he was just all worried, man, I don't know that Jasper can support it. And I was like, not only did I think Jasper could support it. It was one of those things, it's like, well, look, if one of them goes out of business, chances are both of them are. Right. But I thought two is only going to make them both more successful. Because, I, I mean, I saw it. Like, where they were located, the entertainment district, I saw the, okay, this is this is, this is is a, a, a cornerstone for this entertainment district. This is yeah. what's going to start the boom, if, if you will. Uh, Black Rock had moved down there. Johnny Bruce Goose had either was about to move down there or just moved down there, something like that. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing that really kind of solidified to me. The, the, we'd already decided to do the beer store. We had eaten a black rob one night, and Jenny, I was going to walk up to Tallulah. She went and got the car. She was going to pull the car around there. It was in the middle of summer, and I was walking down 19th Street, and this family passes me, right? Um, Older gentleman, wife, and then I guess it was their kids in their 20s. You could tell, hear them talking, and you could tell immediately, these are Lake people. These are not Walker County people. (laughs) But what they said struck me, like one of the young dudes said, I heard him say, so wait a minute, you mean to tell me you can get alcohol at one of these places and just walk down the street with it and drink? And the dad was like, yeah, it's an entertainment district. And they were all like, the whole bunch of them was like, dude, that is so cool. And I was like, It's it. Yeah. There you go. This is why... This is why they've been successful. This is why I hope we're successful. It's the smartest thing Jasper ever did was the entertainment district. I've yeah. heard it referred to as the party district. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. Yeah. Um because it
0: really did it revitalize downtown in a major way. Because think about the the economic impact of yeah. uh foothills. Oh dude. Without without the entertainment district, like uh we wouldn't have been old when Twisted Barley first opened. Yeah. And Toluca, we wouldn't have been able to bring beers from there yep. up to the concert stage. Oh, yeah. You it, wouldn't have been able to walk across the street to yep. Johnny Brusco's order a beer to take it right back over there.
1: And what they would have had to have done if they wanted alcohol was bring in these third-party vendors to do it. Yeah. Well, even though the city's still getting tax revenue off that, the third-party vendors are making the money. Yeah. The merchants are not making the money. Um. So it's really, man, that was just, I don't know whose <laughs> idea that was back in the day, but it was brilliant. Yeah. And it, it really changed the complexity.
0: It made Jasper a good place to be because... It made us relevant for, for once. You, you know? could chug a cocktail when you're mm-hmm. leaving Warehouse or Black Rock yeah. while you're walking down to one of the breweries. Yeah. Like, okay, well, this wouldn't have happened five years right. ago.
1: Right. And that's one reason, too, why, you know, like at our place, and I know the breweries are like this, too, and, and I would have, I hope the restaurants are like this. I don't know, but, you know, they're pretty stringent on those rules because there are rules with it yeah. and they're like we're not going to let some idiot that just wants to get hammered and be stupid hurt this for us yeah um so that's why you know you got you get people that don't know for the entertainment district if you get a drink at warehouse or one of the breweries or you come in our spot if you walk out of the plastic cup it's got to have that company's it's, logo yeah. or their name or something so we just got in We got in like two thousand customers
0: <laughs> I mean, you don't want you don't want somebody like going up to a warehouse we'll and yeah. say ordering cocktails nonstop and yeah. just coming right back inside of your business. Yep. No. And because that's kind of like a, it's almost like a catch twenty two. Where it's, yeah, okay, well, yeah, they're still in, coming into my business, mm-hmm. but they're not buying from my now, business. And as
1: part, as a matter of fact, that's uh, actually you can't walk. You're not can't walk into another establishment yeah. where they
0: drink from another place.
1: And it's more so the safety than it is just the business aspect of it. I think, um, you know, I've seen people have used it down there.
0: I've watched people. Well, I mean, what a lot of people don't understand is like these breweries, they have like these yeah, hardcore regulations they have to follow. So if you walk uh, in there yeah. with a liquor drink, you, yeah. you could Shut possibly them close them down. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I watched uh well, I was playing a gig one night at, at Tallulah. Um, and it was slammed. I don't even remember what, what I was playing for, um, but I remember you know Drew had to catch you know people coming in the front door, and he'd have to go say you can't, can't bring it in, you can't bring in, and they'd be like, why? Um, and he, you know, and you know those people are not going to understand that at the moment. But at the end of the day, you got to protect your
0: business. There's so many. I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Like there are so many laws that like you guys have to follow. Yeah. To, to stay open because mm-hmm. you break one of those boom you're hit with a $10,000 fine yeah, or something yeah it's not they,
1: they don't the state yeah, the ABC doesn't mess around with that no you gotta be you gotta be smart man and and the people people that are smart are successful you yeah. know people that are not smart are not successful they're gonna stay in trouble you don't wanna stay on their radar you know you wanna stay under the radar that doesn't mean saying you wanna stay under the radar doesn't mean you're gonna do shady stuff yeah. it just means you don't wanna do anything to have to cause them to come in there and, and fine you or, or revoke your license because that's, I mean, ultimately that's just bad for business.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've always, like, with, when the entertainment district kind of started, uh, I was like, this is a good thing. Yeah. And I'm a philosophical thinker. I'm a critical thinker yeah. kind of guy. I said, uh, I was like, it's going to suck when one person risks a person's well-being in their business for a good time. Yeah. And yeah. that's all it takes to shut it down.
1: <laughs> just yeah, that, just that's... that
0: one liquor drink and ABC board is like, that is not from here. Yeah. All of a sudden these guys are screwed.
1: And the big thing too, it puts, it, it, like I said, it puts them on the radar. So all of a sudden now they're watching you. Yeah. Just see if you're doing it. And, and the, the little things that you may do that you don't realize you're doing, because there's a lot of things. It's not nearly as bad on us. I mean, we almost have it easy compared to what they, the stuff that Mason and Drew and them have to keep up with <laughs> is shocking. Yeah. It is shocking. And quite frankly, stupid. A lot of it's stupid. Um, but the guys that work for ABC, they didn't make the laws, but they have to enforce them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um so when you when people finally really just quit being selfish. I mean, let's just call it what it is and 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 start realizing it's for the greater good, especially if you're from this community, it is in your best interest that people like us, people like Tallulah, that they're successful. Yeah. Even if you don't drink, you may be dead against alcohol but their success benefits you.
0: Exactly. Whether you like it or not. Because Jasper's growing. Uh, uh, Yes. Like, we get, we catch a lot of shit Mm -hmm. because of politics, police, whatever is going on. Negativity that I don't like to talk about. Yeah. Um, I try to keep a positive mantra about myself. I try to keep a smile on my face, but, like, we talked about on a previous episode, like, we're trying to build a community Mm -hmm. where everybody feels welcome. Uh, are willing to have conversations that are uncomfortable sometimes, but mm-hmm. it it's the betterment for the community. 100%. And these places are key to this movement yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. 100%. I agree with that. I can remember being a little
1: kid. I was delusional because I just thought Jasper was the greatest place on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't right. really, I to ask for Coleman <laughs> I really don't know why. I mean, that's like I really did. Like, I can remember being a little kid asking my mom if we would go window shopping downtown. I saw it on TV or something <laughs> where people were windowed. I was like, that's cool. You go look at stuff and it's like you're shopping, but you're not. And I can remember asking her to take me downtown to window shop. I was just fascinated by it, you know. Um, and the older I got, I realized, oh, downtown is nothing but you got Burners, which is an awesome clothing store. Yeah. And then you got law offices. That was it. There was occasionally a restaurant down there, and it'd stay open for a little. There's a hot dog place. Where Black Rock is, used to be a hot dog place for a while, if you don't remember yep. that. But nothing of really any substance that would make you. Um, and so to see
0: where it's at now, man, I'm tickled. Look. I mean. Who would have thought, we'll say seven years ago. Yeah. You could walk into Jasper, you get top class Italian food, top class Mexican food. Yeah. Fresh seafood on the weekly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And fresh craft beer. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's the Black Rock.
0: It's, you know, a buddy of mine. So I have a text there. It's of
1: my best friends. One, one uh, two live in Nashville. Uh, one lives in Tuscaloosa, uh, Northport, or whatever. And the other lives in uh, Homewood or something like that. And um, my buddy that's, one of my buddies from Nashville, he's here now taking his pantry elder and he's taking care of them. And he said, the amount of amazing food in Jasper and is incredible. And Walker County, does not deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was like, that's yes, right, sucker. We got it though. We catch, we catch.
0: Okay, we catch so much shit yeah. about the other negative things that go on here. We deserve a good beer and good food. Oh, dude, and we got it, dude. I mean, yeah. we I,
1: we were sitting at Blackrock one night,
0: and uh,
1: me and Jenny and Justin and Katie, and there was a table next to us, and we could hear them. They'd never been here before. Yeah, and Justin was like, Hey. First, where are you guys from? They were like, well, we're from Tuscaloosa County. They were, might have been from Tuscaloosa. We've heard about this place and came up. And Justin said, all right, let me help you. This is what you want to get. Yeah. And they, like their mind, you could watch their mind being blown as they ate the food. And then when you get the bill, like that, this Black Rock in Birmingham is a, for me and Jenny, would be a $200 bill. Yeah, not for sure. Easy. Not even, And we can get out for 50 or 60 bucks. And that's me getting beer there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and getting her a dessert, you know, what? living it up.
0: That We went, uh, like I said, last week for one of our friends came home from uh, the military. And, <clears throat> like, I, I told my wife when we got home, I was like, you know how much it tickles me sitting there watching my friends eat this food? I'm like, holy shit, this is really, yeah. really good. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I like, and, told you.
1: <laughs> and, Greg, at BlackRock, like, that double bacon cheeseburger. Oh. Come on, bro. Dude, it is huge. And it's like 10 bucks, man. I can't even go to Burger King for $10, no. man. And I think, like, the other day, literally, I was in the drive-thru somewhere. Where was I at? I forget. One of the fast food places. And it was like 8 bucks for my meal. And I thought, and I literally sat there questioning my life. I was like, I just spent $8 on this and this bag. And for <laughs> another $1.50, I can go up there Friday night and get that double bacon cheeseburger yeah. and fries or whatever you want with it. And I was just like, man.
0: Can, for six more bucks, you can get catfish poncho train.
1: God, oh, that's so good.
0: Too. Yeah, but but I mean that's that's what we're trying to grow And Jasper yeah. is we we catch so much crap because of our politics and mm-hmm. like I came across a video on Twitter today, but it was a uh, it was like a city council meeting. It's just people are blowing Jasper up with negativity. I'm like, we're actually trying to build a yeah. positive community that. Is, I don't want us to be like Birmingham. I want us no. to be on top of a no. person. Don't want to be Coleman. No. You know, don't. we want to be Jasper, right? And But Jasper, at the same time, I want it to be welcoming to everybody right. of colors, yeah. whatever. It don't matter yep. anymore. That's, and that's what I want people to understand about Jasper.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And one thing that I think has helped that, too, is, is my age. You know, I noticed within the past 10 years or so, um, a lot of folks that are my age that, like, went off to school, like, real college, like, dentists and doctors and that kind of stuff where it takes years. When they started coming back and then you start seeing folks, the younger folks start taking some more leadership positions, uh, being involved in the community to where they have, who can make decisions about things where they, they can have influence. That's when you start seeing it. I mean, it's a generational thing, really. Yeah. And then there's a there's some older folks, too, that um, that have always wanted it but the timing was bad. Like, yeah. like it kind of sucks that they're 70 now because they're cool people. Yeah. They've always wanted this, but the, the town as a whole didn't want it or the County as a whole didn't want it. Well, now all their grandkids are in their forties and there were, or their kids are in their forties and they're coming in and like able to make a difference. And it's, it's it's made it's
0: made all the difference in the world. See, I, like uh, I grew up in Summerton, Dora. They had small town elections recently. Oh yeah. Like the one thing I've always said was, it's it's a friendship based election, and in reality, you need somebody that's yeah more positive thinking, right? Because it's not going to benefit their buddies. Yeah, and I told my I told my wife I was like, if I wasn't like so against bureaucrats, yeah, I'd run for Jasper City Council. Well, you know,
1: I've I've actually had people down a couple of times after the years approach me about running for city council, um, and I've always joked. I even I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I even yeah. me and Smothers and uh, another friend of mine at the cigar box, I was what well, we were talking about because I used to talk, say all the time one day I was going to run for mayor, half jest, half serious, <laughs> half completely serious. But it would be later in life, you know. Yeah. Um, And he was like, dude, you should change your Twitter handle to Jim for Mayor 2028 just to see, you know. So I did that.
0: And uh, If you run for mayor, I run for city council. Well,
1: here's the thing about that. So <laughs> here's what's funny is is several years ago, the first time somebody approached me about running, I wasn't going to do it. But I told Jenny, I said, um, what would you say like 15, 20 years down the road, you know, when I'm in my 50s, late 50s, something like that. If I decided to run for mayor and I don't know if you know my wife at all, but she got real quiet and <laughs> I could tell she was really thinking about it. And yeah. she looked at me and she said, Jim, I'm going to be honest with you. That's, uh, that's my worst possible nightmare. <laughs> um, it, but that's, you know, it takes a very special person to be able to deal with the garbage yeah. that these people in leadership have to deal with. Um, you know, it's the, the, the stuff that, complete ignorance that is said and not to mention, you know, I've seen some things the past year and I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it. I saw some things this past year that disappointed me in some of these elections around here. It's like, dude, we're, we're, we're family folk around here. Yeah. We live around here. Why are we going negative? Why are we going after somebody that's running against you? This is not Birmingham. This is not a state election. It's not a national election, dude. And I've said this on Facebook so many times, the very person that you put on blast on Facebook and, and, that you, you know, curse them and and, and talk bad about them. You, this is still a small town, dude. You may need them one day. You might walk past
0: them sitting in the restaurant that right. you're going to eat in.
1: Yeah, right? and and so th- that's the one thing that kind of scares me
0: about doing yeah. that is
1: just not that I couldn't handle it because at the end of the day, it, an, an idiot saying something stupid, it's just that it's an idiot saying something stupid. I don't care nothing about that, but just the the constant
0: barrage of stuff that some of these folks oh I mean to deal with. Like I don't know that I want to put up with that. <laughs> like in poor little summits and like uh something I brought up about negative about negativity, there was a negative Facebook yeah post or something and it was like whatever. Well people didn't like it. And it was like okay, well here's the thing. You're in a small town. Yeah. What you say is gonna stick. Oh yeah. And people are gonna remember what you said. Yeah. And it could cost you an election. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with small town politics, but. Which is kind of know? the way it's always
1: been. Yeah. I think we're, you know, that's the thing about Jasper that we're real fortunate. We're very fortunate. Like people can say what they want to about our city council. Go ahead. Keep talking. But they, they have done more for this town the past 10 years than the entirety of my life and probably my parents'
0: life. Nobody said that conser- conservative Jasper mm-hmm. had to have two, ber- well, now three beer stores. Yeah. In their downtown area. I mean, yeah. Or I mean, places that serve liquor. Because Sundays yeah. and after 12, you can, yeah. you can get what you want to drink yeah. while you're
1: eating. You're going to drink a Coors Light out of that little bitty short glass, too. My yeah. God, you're going to wait till after <laughs> church, though. But you're going to get it anyway. <laughs>
0: 11 yeah, 59. No, no, no. We're still on Jesus time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still with like small town politics, people, we wouldn't have seen this change right. without what we have now. No. And the only way to progress it is to keep black-minded people that have yeah. the same motives going and, and forward, it,
1: and it really takes people with vision. You know, everybody wants to see stuff now, like they want to see the change now. But sometimes, you know, you gotta be, you gotta have people that can see. It's like this whole deal with a the movie theater. Everybody wants a movie theater, wants a movie theater. I'm one of these people. that's like, why? Why do we want a movie theater when a the entire entertainment industry is moving away from that kind
0: of exactly. thing. Exactly. Um, Covid nineteen so, proved it works. Yeah, I
1: mean, why do we want that? You know, when you're going to have to have, they're like the city needs to put a. Well, last time I checked, the cities don't invest in movie theaters. They may provide incentives for investors to do it, but it's like, you know, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. For for to, to put something in that may or may not be around in ten years. I'm not putting. Or four million dollars into something that I don't know is, is going to be a long term investment. Yeah, now, I don't have obviously, you know, <laughs> obviously I'm, I'm struggling to get a beer store open, that, yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that's the thing, it's like you know, we you have to have people that not only can see things in the short term, know how to make things work, know how to make it better now, but they're also looking at when their kids are adults. You know, like I have nieces, and I really, in, in one's 16 and one's 12 or something, uh, 12 or 13. And I, I don't want them to have to leave Jasper. I yeah. want them to be able to stay here if they want to be able to stay here, you know. Um, and it's going to take people that have the 10-, 15-, 20-year vision doing stuff right alongside the people that want to have do stuff right now.
0: Yeah. You know, like, like, like when you see Gen Ys and boomers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like they're the ones holding the city council places right now. Mm-hmm. They're making a good place for us millennials because that's yeah. what, exactly what we are. We're not Gen Zers. That's where people get a lot of things misconstrued. Yeah, on Gen Z or yeah, like that's what people are mad at. Yeah, Facebook. (laughs) Um, But like, I feel like us millennials and people before the generation before us are what's going to keep Jasper growing. Yeah, because you see these people. Well, Jasper's shrinking because of racism and blah blah blah. Well, but at the same time, you're you're not paying attention to this community that we're building. That's open and accepting and loving.
1: Well, one thing you got to look at too, and, and this is one thing. This is actually something I learned. when We had our Christian bookstore. Um, we our our customer base, um, and, I, and my my father explained it to me better back then. That Jasper is kind of an econ- has always kind of been an economic hub for seven counties. Because if you think about it, you got Birmingham, Jasper, Tupelo. You know Hamilton's still a small little town. Yeah. So we had a customer base. We had Walker, West Jefferson, Tuscaloosa. Fayette, Marion, Winston, uh, that Coleman, that little area right there. Yeah. Uh, um, and people come here from all over those places. So, and that's the thing, you know, you've got to build a town that keeps those. It's not just for us. It's it's because we want to attract people to drive a half hour, an hour to come hang out in Jasper, spend their money in Jasper. We, yeah. we, if, if they live halfway between here and Tupelo, we want them to have an option to say, okay, we can drive 45 minutes to Tupelo, or we can drive 30 minutes to Jasper. Yeah. I want them to have a hard decision doing that.
0: You know what I'm saying? We're on our way to that. I think so. 100%. Because back to the, like, the movie theater thing, a lot of people, you hear about the movie theater and people that's mad that the first one closed down to begin yeah. with. That, and, uh, and
1: chances are, those people never went. Yeah, exactly. They just, they just say.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you can go to... You can go to John Brewster's, get you a pizza, bring it back home, go to one of the local breweries, yeah. get a growler, beer, or wine, bottles of wine, whatever, bring it back home, mm-hmm. and pay 20 bucks for the movie. You're still spending the same amount you would driving to a whole other county, but half your revenue is actually staying in, in town. your home place, Yep, and that's where a lot of people get it lost, is... Like with Apple, he's coming up. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go hammer some one dollar drinks a few, n- maybe a night every month. But, like, I'm still gonna go support my neighbors and people. And I that like I call their friends.
1: food. People hate on their food. I like their food. It ain't man. that bad? I mean, it's. I mean, for what it is, it's good.
0: But our friends that we know that own these places, they have yeah. that longevity and that consistency yep. that keeps us coming back, and that's what really keeps us going. Yeah. Because Black Rock people over at Johnny Bruce goes, and Caesar Los Reyes, God. like just. Come on, Home man! Town folk. Yeah, and support your local taquerias, man. Like, yeah, God, uh, what's dude. the one down there by Lavish uh, Main Street? Uh, Main Street Taco. We eat there for
1: dinner tonight. So freaking dude, good, dude! Let me tell you what you need to get. You need to go down there and get a bean and cheese gordita. Have you ever had? They that? have gorditas. Yeah, it's well, it's not oh. like your Taco Bell gordita, but it's yeah. like it's like a little sandwich. It's the yeah. same kind of bread, kind of, but it's like a little sandwich. But the bean and cheese one literally is uh, refried beans, cheese lettuce tomato and they put uh, a slice of avocado on there oh dude it is this my go-to i I, I ate ate an avocado a day so dude i love avocado uh it's really really good now their cheese dip is fire yeah like it will light you up it's been a
0: taco truck down at the end of
1: 78 like right so good so good and and but everybody's been telling me the new one down there in the old omelet shop is banging i haven't been there yet dude like a lot of my friends that go to Olives, they're like, dude, you've got to go down there. It's
0: unreal good. Really? Yeah. Man, I'll have to yeah. Try that. I haven't
1: tried it yet, but everybody, everybody's going crazy for it. Really? But, dude, we, dude think about it. Dude, we got, per capita, the amount of people we have in this town, the size of this town, and the amount of good food, I dare you to find me another town where it's that good, outside of something like New Orleans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't show me another small town that has the high quality food we have. No.
0: Not, not not consistency.
1: No. no, I mean any day now, I expect to see one of those dudes on the Travel Channel show up and just do a tour.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Plus, we have a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, they do have some pretty good French toast. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't but have. the uh, the final question, I guess, I want to ask yeah. you about uh your business that is yeah. opening soon. If soon by the time if it has this episode come out, it's already open. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I'll be there. But uh, what's the one thing you want to contribute to? the entertainment district and the breweries, the the scene. Community.
1: Community. Dude, at the end of the day, regardless of what is open, what's not open, what makes a a city thrive and the success is community that knows how to work together, that treats each other like family. And that may be a small town mentality I got, but if it is, so what? I don't care. Uh, You know, I have met so many people through those breweries um, and the restaurants that I would have never met before, if you know if we didn't have it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so we, I literally, it's always been my dream. Um, even we had our Christian bookstore, you know, we had a place where people would just come hang out, they would come look around, hang out, just want to talk. And I love that's my favorite part about about it. Um, with this, um, same kind of deal. You know, I, I want a place where people can come in and hang out with me and Justin when we're there, Um enjoy, it, learn beer. I'm telling you, dude, it sounds so cheesy, but whenever I meet somebody and I watch them on their beer journey, go from either drinking no beer at all to loving, loving beer, or, or one of those things where they, they hated anything with hops in it, and now they're a hop, dude, that just makes me happy yeah. just because it's so good. Um, the process is an art. So, yeah, that's my, my basic thing, dude. I, we want to – yeah, we want to carry good beer. We want to carry good wine. We want to make money. Shocker. Yeah. You know, we want to make money. Like, I want to profit. Um,
0: well, that's, that's called capitalism. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and
1: I'm a fan of the capitalism. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I, I really want people – when they come in that place to feel like it's the reason I go in the cigar box every day because I feel like it's an extension of my home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I want it to be like. I want people to be able to feel comfortable
0: coming in there and just hang out, drink beer, meet people, you know. See, so that's what I'm looking what, what I'm looking forward to is, like, if you have a beer from out of town mm-hmm. that on tap that I know I love, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Jim's place and get it and I can still walk back down to Twisted or Tallulah. Yeah. Outside of the entertainment, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, like still hang out with my friends yeah. and enjoy that beer, mm-hmm. while still contributing to their biz- their other two businesses. And there's
1: things that we all want to do too.
0: Eventually, like I would love to see a beer festival in Jasper, cause need if, it. if you
1: think of the, if you think of from Tallulah down to the intersection back towards, that is a perfect area for yeah. food trucks and, and a beer festival.
0: Um, Look what they pack in at Foothills. In such do. a small
1: radius, yeah. like. It's perfect. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I I mean, to to me, the beer store, there's so many more positives. And at the end of the day, you know, if it's open six months and goes, that just happens. If it goes out of business, it goes out of business. That's just life, man. I mean, uh, we're going into this with full expectation that it's going to be successful. Uh, with full expectation that COVID will eventually end yeah. and we can be at full capacity. Um, but also, I want to provide a job for somebody yeah. that wants to work in Jasper. That, you know, we're, we're taking resumes right now. I'm interviewing a girl tomorrow night that um, we'll see how that goes. And uh, to where they can, like, work in Jasper, not have to drive to Birmingham to, yeah. to work. Because I do that. Well, I think I'm permanently remote now, <laughs> uh, working from home, which isn't bad. Yeah. But, you know, I did that for a long time because um, I had to yeah. you know and so yeah man I, I know I'm a kind of a pine sky dreamer kind of kid but
0: that's okay but that's what we well, that's what we need in Jasper mm-hmm. Um, like Greg and Lindsay moving from 69 to downtown oh huge uh, yeah Johnny Brusco's moving from up there by Walmart Got to it. downtown huge Caesar are getting that building over there for Los Reyes and, and
1: I credit him he he started it he started yeah. the movement
0: he, yeah. he did absolutely 100% because you want to go downtown and get a drink yeah that's still like a good place to hang out. With your well,
1: people. technically, Doctor Roland, God rest his soul, who <laughs> was ninety-two years old, he was like, "I want a restaurant down here because this is." I mean, dude was ninety-one or ninety-two years old and had a vision for Jasper. Yeah. So some of y'all need to get off your butt. I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, and that started it. It really started a. I don't know. I hate to use the word revolution, but it kind of did. It kind of started this whole deal. Man. Yeah.
0: Well, none of the communities like between groups of friends and whatever. Right. Would not have been built without somebody starting something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. Because Highway seventy eight was, yeah, I was lit for like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greenhorn all the way down to O'Malley's. But yep. God rest God, that stretch. I miss the soul. old O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. Me and Cody, that's what me and Cody Lark are oh, talking about. I was like, I miss the green building, dude. But at the same time, I wouldn't trade what I have now. No, yeah. For any of for that, that, because right. these the people that I hang out with now at the breweries, talk to him on. Yeah, kind of a daily basis. I work night nice shift, so yeah. hit or miss. But uh, like that community would not have been built no. if it wasn't for Caesar, Mason, Josh. And I what
1: know. I love about it too is it's family friendly. Like literally, you see as many kids running, throwing cornhole bags around, hanging out at the yeah. brewery. I, dude, I love that so much. You know, and they'll be able to come to our place too. You know, we ain't got room for cornhole, but uh, but it's a family thing, dude. You, families go and hang out there, and, and the kids love it. Can yeah, I come
0: set up a beer pong table
1: outside of your place? <laughs> we you host a tournament. We'll check. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe if we can, if the city will let me, we'll try. It. Why not? So real quick, uh, yeah.
0: Before we hit the last sure. shots, tell uh tell everybody the name of your business and oh, did
1: I not said that? Yet? <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We actually haven't talked. My about bad.
0: It. Uh, it's called Jasper
1: Bottle and Tap.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: for obvious reasons, um. And uh, we're on 1810 Fourth Avenue South. So basically, down the sidewalk from Tallulah. If you, if you know where the city annex, the city hall annex building is, we're literally two doors from that on the right. Um, we got another little exciting thing um, in that building. It's not us, but there's another Walker County business that's going to be doing some stuff down in there um, that I think is going to make everybody super stoked. I, I just can't talk about you it. You know a lot that we don't know, don't you? Oh, yes. God. <laughs> I love it. It's killing uh, me. Well, um, I'm pumped about it. I mean, I may be overstating it. Everybody be like, oh, really? Seriously? But like, for me, I think it's huge. Um, so, um, but, uh, so we're right down there on, on the street. Um, again, we're going to have craft beer and wine. We're going to have a, uh. uh Draft so you can get growlers to go, um, and we want to see where it goes, man. We want to we want to expand it. We want to grow it. We want Jasper. I think we got a pretty sweet branding already. Yeah. Um, on the merch and stuff like that. So uh, you know. Where can they you find your merch? Um. Well, so I'm glad you asked that because I'm about to do now that I have business license, like I can actually advertise it and sell it because I can you know do the taxes and stuff on it, and because uh, I want to be legit. Um, most everybody's already seen the hats. We've we got a couple a few different shirts that nobody's seen. Uh, we really want to ramp it up. I've told you about a, a couple of shirt ideas that I've got coming yeah. up that I think is going to be good. I got a brand new hat that's coming. Uh, Goatees printing does all our stuff and the hats aren't in yet, but it's going to be sick too. Uh, and so, you know, sky's the limit on the merchandise and stuff. And we, the glassware, I think the glassware looks great. We got a whole line of glassware. You um, actually,
0: I don't mean to cut you off. No, you actually lent our breweries, uh, some growlers they bought them from yeah yeah so i so
1: so what it is is like uh so where where i buy my glassware when you buy growlers you have to buy 72 at a time yeah essentially um and so i had 72 64 ounce growlers 72 32 ounce growlers well COVID hit and of course the first thing that they ran out of was growlers and they both were like hey dude um can we buy some i was like yeah so i think i've got like 12 of them left so um i need to reorder some um so we may be uh, heavy on the 32-ounce growlers when we open,
0: but... Um, that speaks to the testament that dude, that community that we spoke about, though.
1: Dude, th- th- I need them to be successful. Yeah. They need me to be successful, in my opinion. Um, of course, they've proven that they don't need... You know you know what I'm saying? I, I really want, after we've been there a year or so, I really want them to be able to look back and say, Jasper Bottle and Tap helped our business. Yeah. Because I really do think is if we build a place where more people come it's not that I'm taking business you know that's the one thing people ask me is Tallulah not worried that you're going to take business from them? and I was like they've actually told me they think it's going to help their business yeah. um, so I hope so because um, man we're, we're family dude I mean we all you know we're all in this thing together dude we're all just young dumb enough people to follow a
0: dream and start a business are you going to hire a sommelier for the Wano's <laughs> Uh, that's my last question we're going to last I'm gonna, shots I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm going to
1: hire the google machine when they ask me a question about
0: wine well let me let me check on that for you and google it. Yeah. Uh,
1: no i'm gonna listen when it comes to wine I, i'm gonna rely on my customer base yeah uh 100 i've already talked to one of my i've been meeting with distributors and two of the distributors I actually go to church with oddly enough um and so they've got my back they're like look we know what to put in here for you to we're gonna Cause you know, I've told him, like, Hey, I'm not sure about wine. I know beer all day long. Yeah. So, um, so you know, again, it's customer based stuff. If, if there's a certain wine you want and I can get it for you, you know, now I'm not going to keep $300 retail bottles of wine in stock. Not going to happen. I'm I, glad you don't. I can't my, do that.
0: Hopefully my wife wouldn't like it. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's my problem. That's why I don't want to drink wine. Cause I'm afraid to be like, Oh, all of a sudden I can yeah. only drink $300
1: wine. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, with wine, I'm really relying on, on my customers to yeah. tell me what they want. um, and, and I'll do everything in my, if it's distributed and I can get it, I will do everything in my
0: power to get it. My amazing wife loves sweet pots, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: and so we're going to, and, and we're going to be carrying seltzer stuff too. Oh, sweet. Um, The seltzer craft is Craft seltzer
0: is white claws.
1: Well, uh, white claw. <laughs> well, now I will carry some craft <laughs> seltzer because, dude, I don't know. I don't know if y'all have seen this or not. I've got a screenshot. I'm going to show you. Druid City Brewing, dude, the, the, I met the, the brewmaster down there. His name's Bo. He's an idiot, and I love him. <laughs> I hung out with him at the Craft Brew Fest last year. They did a seltzer, and they call it Fratty Light.
0: No way. <laughs>
1: it is. The branding, dude, when they released it on Facebook or Twitter or something uh, the other day, I thought, these guys are brilliant. Yeah. Because Seltzer's a billion dollar industry, dude. Yeah. Um. And so, so we're gonna, I'm probably gonna keep White Claw. Probably gonna keep Truly. I'm not keeping Bud Light seltzer.
0: Again, I have. It's know, not that good. It's okay. Really, I haven't no,
1: Natterdays. I not keeping Natter. Justin's no. pretty bummed that we're not keeping Natterdays. days are uh, gross. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I think, I think Tallulah's about to do a. Now, I will say this: we are not going to carry Tallulah or twisted barley, barley beer.
0: You're going to encourage people to go there.
1: Exactly. I mean, because at the end of the day, I do not want somebody coming in my place to buy a growler of beer when they can walk right around the corner and give them the revenue. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it, man. I mean, now eventually, like if if, if, if Mason comes to me one day or Drew comes to me and says, hey, why not you keep, you want to keep some of our beer? I, obviously, dude, heck, dude, I'll do it. But just on my own things like, no, man, because I know the margins that they're making. Yeah. I know the margins that I would be making. And I'm like, dude, I can't justify taking that money out of their family's mouths. Right. Uh, so I, so we're not going to be carrying any Jasper stuff. Um, but again, that's because you can get it down the street. Exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: so, At the same time, that speaks to you as a human because like, my, I'm pretty sure dad knows you better than I do. Dude, but, and I
1: didn't even know. Dude, I never. It wasn't until, and I don't know if I told you this. I did not make the connection that Randy was your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Until your brother came in the cigar box with some dude that he hangs out with. Barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. And <laughs> they brought some barbecue down there. And the barbecue... Is
2: that me? No,
1: just... right, you're good. It's uh, Justin FaceTiming me. He knows good and well
2: <laughs>
1: that I'm doing a... I mean, anyway. That's my business partner, everybody. So uh, <laughs> uh they came down there and brought some barbecue. And, and I get to talking to your brother... No, I'm sorry, what's his first name? I forgot.
0: Cantley? Cantley, yeah. It's my granddad's uh, last name.
1: Yeah okay, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And we get to talking,
1: and he's like, Yeah, my dad is. And I went, What? Wait, what? Uh, by the way, those barbecue sauces are legit.
0: They're about to start selling.
1: Dude, the barbecue was good. The meat was good. Don't get me wrong. But those sauces, we were all in there that day going, <laughs> These kids are on to something. Like, yeah. Crazy good barbecue. You're going to have to hit them up for some ad money. Dude, yeah, do it, do it. They, they, need to be, they need to be your your keynote sponsor yeah. on this show. But yeah, dude, and I never made, and it, that wasn't, and then he, I think he's the one that's like, yeah, my brother's Drake. And I went, wait, wait, what? Because then I ran into you like at Twisted Barley one night for yeah, something. the 64,
0: old 64 part. The old
1: 64 part, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, you've got to be kidding, like small world, because I'd seen you around and like on social media and stuff like that, and then you yeah. started the podcast, never, never made the connection. Not one time. Because your
0: dad's all the time messaging
1: me about wrestling or something like that.
0: Yeah. We're all wrestling fans. (laughs) Oh, Uh, me too. God, James Phillips. Yeah. Previous episode, we talked about his wrestling promotion. I was like, I was so, like, marking out because he actually took a bump before. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, one thing you'll never see me do. Yeah, no, no, I'd be too scared. No, no, no. But uh, the last question, I guess, and then we'll close it out to the last shots, is when you open and you build this community. What's the one thing you hope to truly accomplish right here? Other than community. Because we already um, spoke about that. Yeah,
1: man. This is going to sound. Golly. I mean, I've, I've already had a glass of Eagle Rare. I might as well say this. <laughs> um, honest to God, dude, like, my biggest fear in life is dying and not have positively affected people. Yeah. So I, I really want to look 20 years down the road people look back and be able to say that Jim and Justin truly did something to help this area yeah. that it wasn't just about them making money um, now granted having that mentality some of the richest people I know did not have that mentality it was all about them making their their dollar bills um, but that's that's man I, I just want to affect this this town in a positive way I always have um, especially when I started working in Hoover and traveling every day, it became more and more apparent to me that I wanted to do something in this town.
0: You know, um, I think even without your business, uh, like your personality. Yeah. It's going to feed into that, and that's what's going to help you be successful.
1: Well, I hope. Well, I mean, I, and I hope it's—I hope I come across genuine to people. Well, you're you know? already
0: a genuine, pure human being, man. I try uh, to be. Like the the few times we've talked, yeah. like he's a he's a great stand up guy. Well, that's I, the kind of entrepreneurs we need here. I appreciate that. We yeah, I mean, don't I, need yeah. somebody just trying to take a buck off us. Of no,
1: and and I, I like the I like I want to be from here doing something here. Now, sure. in full disclosure, I want to take this. I would love to do. A, I don't know a Winfield bottling tab, a Tupelo bottling tab. Yeah. I was telling uh, the cigar place in uh, Tupelo, Spring Street, by the way, that place is banging. Oh, that place is awesome. Um, You got to go in there just to look at it one day. Um, I was telling them what we were doing in Jasper, and those guys all but begged me to do one in Tupelo. Really? They said, we need that in Tupelo.
0: You want to come do one Tupelo? on Tupelo?
1: We need that Tupelo. Then
0: you could distribute with uh, Twisted and Tallulah. Dude, get
1: them out there. Yeah, yeah, get them out there. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, I mean, if we ever did that, this may be more of a headache than that I ever want to deal with. You know, uh, two years into this thing, i are be like, there's no way in hell I'm going to open up another one of these. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I might, you know, who knows? You
0: never know until you
1: do. Yeah, dude, you never know. I mean, this may be a colossal failure, but it was a good idea. That's the one thing I've always told people, like, whether we are super successful or it's open a year and fails, um, it was a great idea. Yeah. You know, I can always, I can always hang my hat, dude. You had a great idea. Now you screwed it up, but it was a great idea.
0: Right. Yeah. Speaking of great ideas All with right. uh, bad endings, it's the last <laughs> shots. This is I mean, what makes me. Nervous. Are you ready for it? Sure. And, and the, no, the,
1: no, you're just gonna. I'm just supposed to rattle off something, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. If if you pass, you have to take a drink. New rule. Oh, if I pass, I got to take a drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, this is the last shots with Jasper's newest entrepreneur of Jasper Bottle and Tap, Mister Jim Odom. You ready? Sure, let's do it. Favorite gig you've ever played?
1: Uh, gosh, it's probably uh, Rounders, Iron Bowl, the year of the comeback when Auburn actually beat us Tuscaloosa. Best, one of the best gigs in my life. Last song you'd ever play? The last song I would ever play. Uh. Uh, brown-eyed girl.
0: Last beer you would ever
1: drink. Uh, the last beer I would ever drink. Like one, I hate that most. That yeah. Much. Uh, gosh. Um, probably. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Beast. Old, is that what, old Milwaukee. Is that what the Beast is?
0: Yeah. Final question. With Jasper the way it is, do you ever see it failing? Not as long as I'm around here. I'm here. I'm not gonna let that happen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the kind of mentality we need. I mean here. we can't. We can't. Yeah. I mean we can't. That's the end of the last shots, bro. You didn't pass. So now you got a shot of <laughs> whiskey you gotta take. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. we well, know it's bad move. <laughs> All right. But folks, this has been Jim Odom. Uh Man, thank you. Him him and Justin Weeks. Justin Weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're opening Jasper Bottle and Tap. Uh tell us your socials real quick.
1: Uh, we're on Facebook at Jasper Bottle and Tap. We're on you can find us on um Instagram, Jasper Bottle on Tap. I haven't done a Twitter yet. I don't even know if it's necessary. Um Twitter's like, accessible too. Dude, there's so many idiots. I yeah. can't really take I mean, but um those are our two main ones and it's probably gonna stay that way just because that's where every, that's where all the cool kids are typically. you gonna do a TikTok? No so, oh man, Trump's shutting that mess down. <laughs> that's going down that China talk. Yeah. China talk. Oh god. China.
0: But uh folks, that's where you can follow Jim uh if you want to share your personal accounts, you feel free. Yeah, to just it. you can look
1: me up um, on uh, Instagram. I'm now I'm back to at Jim Odium. Jim yeah, I love that. J I M O D I U M
0: all your Facebook posts, they're awesome, like your live videos and stuff you post. Yeah. Yeah. I try to
1: keep it, man, I try to keep it.
0: You know how to maintain a good social media presence. Dude, man,
1: I learned something a long time ago, man.
0: Nobody cares what I think, Drake. Nobody cares what anybody thinks. I
1: mean, that's the thing. It's like, nobody cares what I, why am I going to take the risk of pissing you off about something that's trivial and don't matter, man, when I got to go to church with you on Sunday or... Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, here, we'll close out with this. Here's Here's the one thing that pisses me off is. People care more about what you say than what you think. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: So that's why I keep it to dogs, cigars, food, beer, and just the funny random crap that I can find on them. My- We're
0: kindred spirits. Dude, I love it. But Jim, once again, man, thanks for coming man, on. Man, thank Thanks you, for your dude. time. And I'll- dude,
1: I'll do this anytime. Dude, I'll do this anytime. I love just talking.
0: As you can tell, I'm drinking dude. fine bourbon. Good bourbon. Oh, I don't right. give the cheap stuff here. No, dude. I'm going to hit somebody with Evan Williams Green Label one day just to see their face when they walk in. Or worse. Like, this is what we're drinking today. <laughs> dude, I played a
1: gig one. I'm not even going to say where it was. It was in the local area. And I said, let me get a, a, a whiskey and Coke. And I just assumed that there was going to be like Jack or something. Dude, he pulled this bottle out of the bottom, like in a closet. And I I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. It was bad. You got to
0: cool. brace Brace for it. <laughs> oh, but man. man, thanks for coming on and yeah, dude. thanks for your time. And folks, yeah, when they open up, go visit them, go visit our local breweries, everything else that we have going on here in Jasper. Mm-hmm. Once again, talk to somebody different than you. Love your neighbor. Open up a jar, keep it safe, but pass it around. And we'll see you next time.